0: following program is a presentation of fox sports radio charlotte the free fox sports app available from apple or google play and always online at fox sports radio charlotte.com it's time for the uptown sports crowd here's mackie gallagher with ben cole Good morning, Charlotte, and welcome to the first edition, the first episode of the Uptown Sports Crowd in the new year of 2023. Thank you for joining us today on 94.7 FM, 1660 AM. If you are outside of Charlotte and you're listening on the Fox Sports Radio Charlotte mobile app, which is available in the App Store and Google Play, or you're online streaming us on FoxSportsRadioCharlotte.com, we appreciate you spending your Sunday morning with us. As always, I am your host, Mackie Gallagher. I am joined by the one, the only, the man with the hair that I envy every day, Benny C. Ben Cole. Ben, how are you doing on this fine Sunday in 2023? This is our first Sunday or our first New Year show. We took a two-week two hiatus excuse me, to uh, get some stuff on the technical side figured out. But now we are back and better than ever, and I, we've talked some. But our listeners haven't heard from you in quite some time. So, how's this new year treating you so far as we're almost a month into it?
1: It's treating me well. It's good to be back in the studio. Also, proud of you for getting the year right. You know, I remember back in school, the new year would end or the new year would begin, and I'd still write the previous year on all my papers. Mm-hmm. still a mistake I make to this day. but so then,
0: uh, I, I did it, I, it for 2022. It was a mistake I made all the way up until October. Oh my it was crazy. goodness. It was crazy times.
1: But yeah, New Year's been great. I'm actually kind of sticking to my resolutions. You know, on our podcast, we talked about some of the ones we wanted to achieve. Mine was, you know, cook more, read more. I haven't really cooked more, but I've been eating healthier, really have. And then I'm already about halfway through my first book of this year. My Ooh. goal is, my goal is 12 books, a book a a book a month. I think that's realistic. Gotta set realistic goals.
0: And you're getting better at math too. 12 months, a book a month, 12 books a year. Man, look at <laughs> look us at we at are thriving. Us. And my New Year's resolution we talked was uh, make sure I take my clothes out of the dryer the moment they are done, fold them put them up, put them in shelves, or put them in my drawers, uh, put them in the closet. Uh, where right clothes now, go. Yeah, and, and where <laughs> clothes go. Uh, sometimes I like to put them in the refrigerator, cool them <laughs> off a little bit, so that way when I wake up, I start the day nice and cool. But uh, as we are speaking right now, I have a load of laundry that has been in the dryer for... 72 hours. Oh man, I am a degenerate. So I'm so happy that you are sticking with your New Year's resolutions because one person on the show has to and I have already tapped out and we are just a little over 20 days into the new year. So There's still
1: time. There you is can turn time. it around.
0: I don't know, Ben. I don't know <laughs> if I can do it.
1: Well, it does, you know, make things interesting cuz we talked about it on our last episode. Uh, you're drier my dryer, I don't know if yes. your dryer was built in like the 40s, but you have to empty water from it.
0: Yes, and that's what makes me mad. Uh, so there is a little. <laughs> I about to say cabinet. There's a little <laughs> compartment, there's the word that I'm looking for, that it's in the upper left-hand corner if you follow me on Instagram, at Mackie Gallagher. I did a poll, I did a video on my Instagram story, and only one person out of uh, like 50 or 60 people said, yes, I also have a dryer that you have to empty the com- the compartment full of water or else it wouldn't dry. And the person that said yes is my roommate Nick. Everybody else <laughs> said no. And so, we, so th- th- <laughs> real quick, just to get through this, it's It's a very long kind of thick plastic bin that like you just put in and take out as if it's like a if it's like a cabinet. Like a file cabin or something. And sometimes when I dry my clothes, the dryer will just stop. And when me and my roommate Nick moved in in May for two days, we could not figure out why the dryer would start for a minute and then just stop. It was driving us insane until we pulled this out. And as we pulled it out, we heard the sloshing of the water. (laughs) We just heard it and we said, What? And it turns out that like it just collects water. We don't understand why. Why is there not like that? So it
1: takes the wet from the clothes, it takes the wet from the clothes. this and puts it into this compartment and saves it
0: and saves it um and wow. then we like to boil it and drink Environmentally it Environmentally friendly, <laughs> but we pour it into our sink uh that's what i use when we eat like spaghetti when we eat steak that's what i use to you know pre-rinse the dishes before i put it into the dishwasher um but it makes no sense it drives me insane all the time and it gets heavy interesting and there has not been a single time in the nearly dozen times that i've had to empty this because you can dry a good amount of clothes before you have to empty it is like i said it's a pretty big container there's not been a single time where I take it out, and as I go the six feet from my dryer, because we're one of those house- households that has the laundry little room in the kitchen, and our kitchen's really small. There's not been a single time that I've taken this out, walked over to the sink, and have not spilled nearly half a liter of water on my floor on the I way was to gonna the sink. say
1: that seems like a very likely like day ruiner. You know, it's always the smallest things. Oh, the smallest when, thing. When on a bad day, when you're like, when oh your my belt g-.
0: loop gets caught like on a door handle, has that ever happened to you? <laughs> yeah, or like, or like you're trying to like just get your key into the lock, and you're, oh, it's just, it, yeah, it drives me insane. But
1: that definitely seems like one of those things. You get home from work, it's been an awful day, and then you're like, let me actually stick to my resolution and fold my clothes, and then you go to open your dryer, just and damp. you gotta empty the tank of water. As you said and earlier, you, the clothes yeah. are just
0: filled with the wet. Yep, and That's then like,
1: the- I don't know, you yeah, you drop the slosh in water, and... You- they ruined.
0: Yeah, they ruined. Laundry's my least favorite chore. I can put laundry into a washing machine like a boss. Least favorite chore? Really? Yes, I do not like folding clothes. I got to go with dishes. Dishes I don't I don't mind I'm,
1: I'm I'm I still have hardcore memories from Boone like in that apartment that was mm-hmm. built in the 60s. We did not have a dishwasher. That is I had to true. hand wash everything. If you make an actual meal, <laughs> like uh That's why you always feel like I'm back working at a restaurant or something.
0: Just because you needed to have the wrappers, you just throw them away. My thing—I've always liked this washer. I don't know if I should go to therapy because of this, but it is such a fun thing to me because I wash dishes at two restaurants uh, and it's such a fun thing to me you know like it's so satisfying when I'm just have to get a dirty plate you know from a table that was just like a bunch of ravenous rhinos the way they ate on their plate and then I hand it and like you just spray it and you know you see all the yuck just getting off and now it's a clean plate and then, and then you put it into the dishwasher and it does all of it's washing mm-hmm. it gets it, it does the wet and it gets it all, uh, <laughs> it gets it all clean and then you take it off or you like pull up the dishwasher because it's one of those industrial things mm-hmm. and then the steam hits you and then you're like oh my gosh i'm getting like a nice little facial as well like no zits whatsoever when i'm a dishwasher mm-hmm. so i don't know I, i've always liked dishwasher or dishwashing it's a it's a it's an easy job that i've always done uh but i guess to each let's its own. take a poll let's take Least a poll. favorite chores yes follow us Drop on them in the chat <laughs> the uptown sports crowd we're gonna post this but we're gonna take a poll what is worse washing dishes or doing laundry by
1: doing okay and like that's the whole process of The whole of process.
0: Because like, I can throw, like I said, I can throw my clothes into a washing machine like a boss. Like I am a pro <laughs> at it. Oh, my laundry hamper is filled. Let me go ahead and throw it in the washer. Normal, gain detergent. Like I said, your boy got eczema. I got to be careful with my detergent. And mm-hmm. then I put it in the dryer easily. Two dryer sheets because I'm feeling fancy and we got a whole stack of them. But then once they get done, mm, I do not want to fold them whatsoever. It's fair. It's fair. It's I mean, thing, I'm intrigued to see what people think. But your thing is dishes. And you yeah. But if, if you had a dishwasher, that's a whole different story. You rinse it out if you put it in the dishwasher, and you're all good. You're all set. It's true, It's all good. Well, you know, this is a sports show. <laughs> Maybe we should talk about Maybe sports. Maybe we should talk about sports. And, you know, there's something big going on in sports. It's what the, is it, I think it's the NFL playoffs. It is. NFL stands for National Football League, if I and if they I, uh, have not recall. been disappointing. They have not been. There have been a bunch of good games so far, in the, uh, especially in the wild card round. That's what I want to talk about. Last weekend, in the wild card round, we had some crazy games. The first one, nothing too crazy. NFC West divisional battle between the San Francisco 49ers and the Seattle Seahawks. The 49ers, you know, they have the number one defense. The offense is very good. Brock Purdy. We'll talk about him in a second. But uh, as a Panther fan, it's nice seeing Christian McCaffrey in the playoffs. It's nice seeing him get that 136 total yards from scrimmage. It's nice seeing him get a touchdown. And it's uh, and you know, I'm not I'm not a Jimmy G hater. I don't think he's a bad quarterback, but seeing a rookie and Brock Purdy get his name called upon and the way he has come in and has just played delivered, he has he has just been delivering. You are in an offense that can easily succeed if you just don't turn the ball over.
1: Yeah. I think bo- I think we need to start talking about the fact that the 49ers are probably the Super Bowl favorites, right? Now, I, I, in I my opinion. So. I think I, so. I genuinely think like you said, number one defense, the offense is clicking on all cylinders. If Brock Purdy can just keep playing the way he is, I don't I don't know if a team beats them.
0: And I think it's funny that you bring up that they're Super Bowl contenders, and then the first point after that, you said number one defense, because I remember we had an argument a few shows ago about the difference between, does a team need to have the number one offense or the number one defense to succeed? So how many points did they score when they beat the Seahawks? They scored a lot. They scored a lot. (laughs) They did. Even
1: in, what, the Seahawks put up 13? Mm -hmm, That's great. It's mm -hmm. a great job by the defense, but what happens if the offense can't... Can't put points up on the board, okay. even if that defense is playing great. Okay. Agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. No, it's actually, funny. I, don't I, know if it I up. No, I actually don't know if I mentioned this on one of our future shows, but I looked that up because Will and I talked about it. Yeah. Um. Xbox one night. On no, air. no, 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 no. I found like a legit study. Okay. And there was no big words, you know, there was no statistical, no statistical significant like findings supporting either. Ooh. So basically it's a wash neither of us are right neither of us are wrong neither on our you egos know, are okay I,
0: our egos are okay i can't have <laughs> you because you you're like four and oh so far with arguments on the show to where after we get done with the show you send an article and i'm just like <laughs> i'm like it's a sunday bro it's a day of rest why are you why are you bringing me down today but no i, I agree i remember you did send me that article there's really no significance point is if you want to win a championship, you need, both you good need a, offense good offense and a good offense and a good defense. And the 49ers, you know, Brock Purdy coming in as a rookie. Uh, I'm not one of those guys, and he's the next big thing. But all I'm saying is he has played a good amount of games, and he has not disappointed at all. Just a few turnovers, if, if a few. I think he might only have one, to be honest. Uh uh, and then that offense is great. The defense is great. Kyle Shanahan's West Coast offenses are always they always mm-hmm. satisfy. And the Seahawks, they had a good year. Um, Geno Smith uh broke Russell Wilson's single season passing record or single season record for most passing yards in franchise history for Seattle, which is impressive. But uh, I was expecting them to put up more of a fight. They 100 percent did not, Mm-mm. and uh, but the 49ers just show that they are meant to be here, and they show that no matter who you plug in at the quarterback position, with how good that team is, I mean, you can succeed if you just don't turn the ball over, because everything else will just fall. Hottest right team right in the, the play. NFL, the hottest team in the NFL. The only, I think, the only teams that really step with them are in the AFC. And we're going to take our first break of the show because don't go anywhere. We're going to talk about these AFC teams. We're going to talk about the rest of the teams and games from last Wild Card weekend and see how they will fare moving forward in the NFL playoffs. Don't go anywhere. This is the Uptown Sports Crowd. He's Ben Cole. I'm Mackie Gallagher. We'll be right back after these messages. And now back to more of the Uptown Sports Crowd on Fox Sports Radio Charlotte 94.7. Move aside and let the man go through. Let the man go through. Move aside and let the man go through. Let the man go through. Welcome back to the Uptown Sports Crowd. My name is Mackie Gallagher, Ben Cole sitting right across from me. We are happy that you are joining us on this fine Sunday morning. We just got done talking about the Seattle Seahawks versus the San Francisco 49ers last week during the wildcard round. After we got done talking about my failures of sticking with my New Year's resolution, Ben is doing a great job. He wants to average a book a month. And if I did my math correctly, I'm no math magician, but that is is twelve bucks. 12 books throughout the entire year. 12 bucks is what I have to my name right now. Alright, so we just got done talking about the NFC West Divisional uh, Rivalry Wild Card Playoff Game between Brock Purdy's it's not Debo Samuels it's not Christian McCaffrey's it's not Kyle Shanahan's 49ers it is Brock Purdy's even though I'm saying that after I just said last segment that uh I'm not one of those guys that thinks he's the future but no (laughs) it's great I'm I'm, I'm telling you there are plenty of teams in the NFL right now that wish any of their quarterbacks or any draft picks that are quarterback that they had right now was just playing as consistently and as efficiently Mm -hmm. as Brock Purdy um but I'm excited to see him go uh, play in the NFC Divisional round against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, it's it's going to be exciting. And the rookie quarterback has never made the Super Bowl very early. But let's see what happens. Seattle, Geno Smith seems to be a good guy. Uh, we will see how you fare keeping him at quarterback next season. But now I want to talk about a game that I think had everybody talking last weekend and they're still talking about it throughout the week. And we said we're going to talk about some of these AFC teams. That's what we're going to do right now. The Los Angeles Chargers versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. What a game that was. 27 to nothing. I mean, if you I say this pretty much every week. If you're listening to the show, most likely you are a sports fan. So you already know what happened. But how are you up 27 nothing last week? And and you lose. And not only lose, but you get dominated in the second half.
1: Yeah. And, and I want to ask, like, how much of that collapse mm-hmm. do you think falls on coaching or the team, like, players? Oh,
0: coaching. Coaching. For 100%. sure, right? Because... Brandon Staley has a history of blowing leads. The Chargers have a history of blowing and, leads. And... St- Herbert threw the ball like 40 something times and yeah. you're up you're up four scores you're up four scores why did why were there negative 3 rushing yards in the second half
1: yeah why are you why did you only run the ball 23 times the entire game <laughs>
0: So, yeah, I agree. I think, I, think
1: it's, I think it's like 98% coaching. No, cause I, some, just, I just wanted to ask your opinion. No, yeah,
0: not, it's, it's definitely coaching because somebody even was talking to me about it after, and they said, how much of it falls on the defense? How are you up 27 nothing, and then you blow that lead? I said the defense got four takeaways yeah. in the <laughs> first half. The only reason you're up twenty seven nothing is because of the defense. The defense made it to
1: where it was virtually impossible to lose that game. Yeah. Offense, as long Just as you score like one touchdown or two up any of the clock in the second half, we'll win. Don't worry. But no, you know, and, and they did miss a field goal in the second half. But mm. it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You ran the ball twenty three times. Ran the ball twenty three times. Negative three rushing yards in the second half. And you're up that much? Uh, unbelievable.
0: So Staley's he, gone, right? He has to be. They they fired the QB coach and was it the offensive coordinator, like right after the game. How did they not fire the head coach? But look at this. You are up twenty seven nothing. And Austin Eckler, who is one of the better running backs in the league, especially fantasy wise. Mm-hmm. Had 13 total carries for 35 yards. Two touchdowns. Cool. Because th- this man always gets those one-yard touchdowns. And they, they even said on the broadcast, 39 touchdowns in his last 35 games. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. No. Justin Herbert, I think he's a great quarterback. I don't know if this falls on coaching. I don't know if this falls on just him regressing a little bit. He should not have thrown 43 uh, passes in that game. 200, he's 25 of 43 in that game. 273 yards. One touchdown. One touchdown. And I feel like that's been his stat line for the back half mm-hmm. of the season. Just like one touchdown over 35, 40 attempts. Kind of like Brady. Yeah, not really over not really over, or surpassing 300 yards. Uh, and the the, the the crazy thing about this matchup was the fact that Mike Williams got injured in the final regular season game of the season after they already secured the playoff berth. Mm-hmm. Why are you playing Mike Williams when he's been battling injury all year? Why are you playing Keenan Allen when he has clearly been a great receiver for you when he's healthy, but he has missed like the first half of the season? Mm-hmm. And maybe that, this? maybe that
1: to play devil's advocate, you know, you want to get him like kind of warmed up into the groove of things. That's but, true, but no, I I agree. It, it's
0: not worth the risk. But when he the, when when they're already teetering on the on the injury yeah. report pretty much every week for a whole season, both it. of them in some way, whether they're questionable, whether they're actually out and injured, why are you risking that? And then on top of that, you have that coaching malpractice and having your second best receiver uh arguably uh he's 100% a top 3 offensive threat. I don't know. though, I don't know how we would rank the order of Eckler, Allen and Williams to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh we don't have to really get into that cuz I really don't care at this point. <laughs> um but he gets injured that game, coaching malpractice in my opinion, why is he playing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're up you're up four scores. Four. Unreal. And not only the fact that you're up four scores, you got four takeaways as a defense. 5 5 total 5 total I'm, It's the first I'm time gop-smacked.
1: It's the first time ever a team has lost in the playoffs winning the turnover margin
0: by 5. Oh, that that's worse than Teams the Colts. That's worse yeah. than the Colts blown weed.
1: Oh, and, oh like, 100%. Even though it
0: wasn't the even though it wasn't as many points of a deficit that the Jaguars came back from than the Vikings did against the Colts, but the fact that it's in the playoffs and the fact that all, like, playoff football. Everybody knows who's an NFL fan. It's a whole different season. You play... Run the ball. No, and... Run the clock. And that's what I'm saying. Like, like, that that's what's blowing my mind about it.
1: I know, it's...
0: I just hit the mic. I'm so angry.
1: <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, I get it. You watch so many of these games where teams, in any sport, where teams go up big mm-hmm. and, they, and they relax. Yeah. And they back off. And teams come back. And it becomes a closer game than it should have been. So, I get wanting to remain aggressive... I do. Like, most of the time, I'm going to support that decision. Mm-hmm. Remain aggressive. Keep your foot on the gas pedal. There's no reason to let a team just walt- waltz back into the game for no reason. But in this scenario, in a game, in the sport of football, where so much of the strategy is clock management. Right. And just, that's one of the biggest things that falls on head coaches. How do you manage your timeouts? How do you manage the clock? etc.? Why are you... Why are you not running the ball more? Oh, my God. Just run the ball. The teams only have three timeouts. They can't call a timeout every play.
0: They have three timeouts (laughs) and a two-minute warning, and that's it. And then if you're really desperate, have a dude fall down and say you got a cramp if you're really desperate. But it's like, oh, my God. But I'm looking at the stats. We normally don't try to get in the stats on this point. (laughs) Like I said, we're no math magicians. But I'm looking at these stats. Trevor Lawrence, 28-47, 288 yards, four touchdowns, four interceptions. Four interceptions coming in the first half, Obviously. But then I go down to the running back, a team that was at one point down twenty seven nothing. The running back for this team had twenty carries, Travis Etienne, hundred and nine yards, no touchdowns. He had seven more carries in the team than the running back on the team that was up twenty seven nothing. That that un- that tells the story. And you don't have to be a smart guy to understand <laughs> that if you want to run the ball or if you want to run the clock and gotta take time off the clock, you got to run the ball. Got to run the ball. <laughs> it, it it blows my mind. Watch it blows my mind watching this game. And uh, it's you, one of those
1: things. I don't want to be that guy. Like, I hate when kickers miss kicks. And then, you know, you have that dumb idiot on Twitter that's like, I could make a 27 yarder. Mm-hmm. I can make a, you know, let me do it. This is one of those situations though, it's where it's like, why are you paying these guys millions of dollars a year? You could put me out there up 27 nothing and I will finish that game for you. I will get you the win. Hey, guess what? A gap every time. We'll mix it up a few times. We'll go B gap sometimes. Um, you know, maybe we'll do a jet sweep uh here and there. Maybe we'll just do a bubble screen cuz it's a pass that, you know, is
0: a, basically a run. Uh, so, like obviously, obviously you still need to get some first downs yeah. to prolong, but the fact that like every play can take off a f- almost a full minute. Almost a full oh. minute. Uh.
1: And and that's what I'm saying. This is taking into account was, that the other it, team it has to, to score watch. every possession on offense uh-huh. and stop you every time. Even if they do stop you every time, you're taking up. Even if you go like three and out, you're you're you're, you're chewing up three minutes. Agreed. It's crazy. How? baffling sorry baffling.
0: no and i was i was at the beach i was at ocean isle beach with some friends for their birthday shout out sandy usage happy birthday for turning 26 we really out here in adulthood right now but i was sitting down there you know they're chilling they're in the kitchen uh they're doing their own thing me and uh our friend uh anthony we call him Ant. we were sitting there just watching football they were up 27 nothing Come back here, chill with us, like, come party. Like, dude, like, why are you watching this game? It's over. And at the same time, like, me and Ant just turned around and we said, There's one, there's like one, this is, I'm addicted to football. I mm-hmm. realized this when I watched. Playoff football, is so. it? I'm addicted to any kind of No, I'm not addicted <laughs> to college football. I'm addicted to the NFL. And I realized this this year when I was in like five fantasy leagues, watch every, watch Red Zone every week. And more importantly, I watched every single primetime Colts and Broncos game in its entirety. That's when I realized I had a problem. And because I'm a Panther fan. Why am I watching this? But if it's one possession, fourth quarter, I'm going to turn it on. And so we turn around. We said if there's one team to blow this lead, not even the Colts, but like even before that, like the Colts just blew the biggest one yeah, in regular season. History. It's the Chargers, but like the Chargers do it consistently. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, that's exactly what happened. And they're like, "Oh man, we got ourselves a game." And I'm like, "Yeah." And I've not left this recliner since you told me to get up. And, and uh, but I mean, there's really nothing else I need to say about this game. I'm excited. I. It it made me very happy. I'm very, very, very impressed with the Jaguars. I lied. There's one more thing I want to say. I want to say some stuff too. But to, you you go ahead. But <laughs> they get Calvin Calvin Ridley back next uh next week. And I'm sure he had the over for this game. Uh but uh they get Calvin Ridley back next year. Excuse me, not next week. Um Trevor Lawrence, his turnaround as a quarterback. Uh, like, he didn't have a horrible season last season. He got injured, obviously, he was in a horrible situation with Urban Meyer as head coach. That was just the franchise that, like, had no identity. Uh, A lot of bad media, the bad publicity was around him, which can really get into the heads of players. But for a second-year quarterback in his first playoff game— to throw four interceptions in the first half and then come back and still lead his team to a win by one. 31-30 was the final score. I mean, that's impressive, although the Chargers offense did help you with not with just mm-hmm. running a horrible game plan. But I was very, very impressed with the composure that that young Jaguars offense had. And, like, it showed you how Doug Peterson can just outcoach a lot of people in yeah. this league. And that's
1: basically what I wanted to mm-hmm. touch on, too. Um Because, you know, I'll admit when, like, dang – You know, I was wrong. I didn't expect that. Because I will say I was kind of laughing during the first half of this game. You know, I was hanging out with some people watching it. And boy, do I love to say when I was right. No, I'm joking. (laughs) Oh, I know. (laughs) Trevor Lawrence, you know, he's throwing four picks. They're getting destroyed. And I was like, ha! I remember when out of Clemson, I was like, this guy's overrated. And, and, I, and, I, and I truly, I, and when I met overrated, I just met, you know, a lot of analysts were saying, you know, this guy's the next, yeah. like, he's the next Brady. Yeah. And I was like, hold your horses. Even at Clemson, he was, you know, overthrowing a lot of guys. just yeah. missing. I was like, hold your horses. So I, was, I just thought that was kind of funny. But like you said, the composure mm-hmm. he showed. That shows a lot. At that age, mm-hmm. to be able to turn that game around and just never waver.
0: I mean, he was getting booed. Yeah. He's getting booed, and and, to, and and shame on Jaguars fans for booing them when this is your yeah. first, yeah, I mean, like your first playoff grateful. appearance since be, uh, be since Blake Bortles and y'all went to the AFC Championship. But y'all have been down in the dumps. Y'all came yeah. to the league in 1995. Y'all, y'all have been probably the worst team in the NFL during that span. over that so, duration. Yeah, and this is his second grateful. year. Like you, you have a future right now. Looking at this team,
1: exactly. It's like it's one game. I know it's a big game, but it's one game. And he's getting booed, and mm-hmm. to be able to just. And he knows. And that's the thing. It's not like, oh, he was also playing bad, but the whole team was playing bad. No, he threw four interceptions. Yeah. Like, it was his fault. Yeah. It was solely his fault. And the fact that the team, too, like, you, I don't know if you've seen that video, but the, the Jags defense on the sideline were saying, we got you, bro. Yeah. Just go out there. Just go out. We got you. And, and you know, that right there, like, that. Mm. No, I mean that's that that's just what makes you my want. heart, and happy. that's what you want
0: to see as a fan, and it's cool too because uh, it's cool too because I mean he this is his first playoff appearance. Like, yeah, you play in the national championship, but like you're on the Jaguars. Like y'all won y'all won a, a majority of your games to end the season to make the playoffs. He did exactly what you needed to get into the big dance. In the and if there is ever a time. To throw four interceptions. It is your first playoff game. Get it out the way and y'all somehow still win. But I mean, yeah, just give
1: give the props to Trevor Lawrence. I mean, I know if that were me, I'd be I'd be crying probably.
0: No, well, I stop, mean, I like, stop booing me. That's, that's I'm like. trying. <laughs> I'm sensitive.
1: <laughs>
0: and and, and it's you know,
1: some of it is the yips too, you know? Like I'm saying. you, you throw two game. at that point, it's his first game. You know how mentally tolling it is to play in front of like 100,000 people, I and mean, you playing the worst game of your life on the biggest stage of your career so far? And then, you know, aside from like the national championship, but you know, NFL playoffs, I'd rank that a little higher. But it's so mentally tolling to be able to bounce back like that. And like you said, you know, the Chargers, they, they open the door for him. But mm,
0: good yeah. job. Great, Good job, Trevor Lawrence. Great job by Trevor Lawrence. And, not uh, like, switching over to another game that happened during the wild card round, uh, coaching malpractice, uh, Dolphins versus Bills. The fact that the Dolphins only lost by three I think is a huge win. Crazy. Josh Allen had two turnovers, two interceptions, final score 34-31. And what really pained the Miami Dolphins, which really was the, you know, the thorn in their side, was clock management, delay of games, having to waste timeouts, and uh, – at the very end of the game, uh, head coach Mike McDaniel's could not get a play to his third-string quarterback Skyward Thompson, mm-hmm. and that really just came. And I think that just another one of those things to where now I think people just want stuff now, now, now. They want it quick. A Devastating loss for the Dolphins, but the fact that you're going against the Buffalo Bills, which was NFL Network's unanimous Super Bowl winner, and just like before cleared, the season, yeah, with your third-string quarterback who was 18 for 45, one touchdown, two interceptions. And y'all lost by three. It was a it was a bad way to bad way to lose. But I mean, like, I can't think other than actually winning the game. I can't think of any other like any better way you could have played with what was thrown no. at you. Like the defense came out and turned it yeah. around. No, well, like, the Dolphins are a
1: fun team to watch.
0: They are a fun team to watch. And I
1: was gonna ask. I mean, the the Bills are objectively, analytically, they are they are the best team in the mm-hmm. NFL. But you know, watching that game, do you think? Do you think to a if Tua plays, Dolphins win? I mean, I know it's hard to say. It's like it's a what if, but I mean, it's the fact say, that you said Skylar Thompson is eighteen for forty
0: five, yeah, and he lost by three, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. That is crazy. I, I, I mean, I want to say yes. I mean, because you only lost by three to your third string quarterback. But if two, if two, if twoo was playing, uh, I mean, I feel like the Bills would have a whole different game plan. It's one of those things like that's True. all your first string quarterback is playing instead of your third string. It's not like they prepared any less. But, you know, they're preparing different ways because they see different strengths and they see probably more weaknesses in Skyward mm-hmm. Thompson than with Tua. And so, who like, from the jump, it could be a whole different thing. And that's, that's the true. thing with sports. It's like the game planning that goes into it. You have two great coaching staffs with Miami and with Buffalo. Buffalo has been established as a great uh, coaching staff. Miami, I mean, with all the stuff thrown at Miami this year, mainly with the injuries and, you know, concussions with Tua Tagovailoa, and I'm, I'm kind of interested to see what he does moving forward because I – I like Tua. I mean, I like I like him as a person. I like him as a player, but it's one of those things to where watch I mean, two of those injuries happened on primetime TV.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's one of those things where everybody's watching it and like it got to the point to where just the way his head's hitting the ground after it's it's one of those things to where it's like do you do you value A prosperous career? Do you value a prosperous life? Exactly. And, uh, of course, everybody wants – like, this is the dream. This is his dream. Like, this is what he's been working for his whole life. And me, just as a regular mortal, as a regular person (laughs) – A mere mortal. A mere mortal living in this world. The thing that really makes me, like, think about this is is when former players are on sports talk shows or on uh, other sports networks, and they're saying – and they're saying, like – Tua, you gotta like you gotta sit back this all bike, season yeah. and like really think about how you want to be. Like when other players who have gone through this, who have gone the war of, like the way, uh, on the football field the way Tua is, and have dealt with this, there. When I hear that, it's one of those things to where I start thinking about it more.
1: But sure, I mean it's kind of like what you saw with uh, Andrew Luck. Mm-hmm. I mean, different, different scenario, but also similar. Just quarterbacks, man. They're and, and that's why I get. That's one thing we can talk about, but you know, the league has taken a lot of measures mm-hmm. recently to protect quarterbacks. And in some plays it's like, oh, that's too much. It's too far. But you can't blame them. No. I mean, look at what's happened to like so many quarterbacks now. Yeah. It's it's scary. It's it hard. It. You're it's a vulner it's the most vulnerable position saying, and and in football. You have to stand still <laughs>
0: and just be prepared to get blindsided. Yeah. No, nah, I mean the Bills play the Bengals today at three, and it's not—it's not even only the uh, concussions, but I mean like just the way someone tackles you from behind, exactly, and falls on yeah. your, an offensive lineman steps on your ankle. Yeah, I mean, it's, crazy. Mean. it's crazy, man. Uh, yeah, there's one more wild card game we're going to talk about after the break. That will be uh, the Cowboys. Uh, they barely squeak, not barely squeaked out, but man. How about the Giants? Uh, uh, miss- oh, I forgot about the Giants. No, I'm just kidding. I did that on purpose. I want <laughs> to see if I can get a reaction out of you. Uh, we just got to talk about the four missed extra points for the Giants game. Ooh, that mm-hmm. was fun. Daniel Jones, uh, we were saying that uh, you said that Trevor Lawrence was being talked about possibly being the next Tom Brady. Yeah. Um, i think i think i think daniel jones he might be entering the conversation daniel jones the next michael vick (laughs) no i'm just kidding i don't think daniel jones won't be the next Tom Brady. but we're all we are going to talk about the giants versus the vikings and we're going to talk about uh the cowboys Mainly just that kicker missing four extra points because that was just funny Mm -hmm. um but we'll be right back this is the uptown sports crowd he's ben cole i'm mackie gallagher don't be don't go anywhere we'll be right back on fox sports radio charlotte Now back to more of the uptown sports crowd on Fox Sports Radio Charlotte 94.7. Move and let the man go through. Let the man go. It's the Uptown Sports Crowd on Fox Sports Radio Charlotte. Thank you for tuning in. You can listen online at FoxSportsRadioCharlotte.com. We recommend downloading the Fox Sports Radio Charlotte mobile app available both in the App Store and Google Play. And then also uh, you can listen over the airwaves if you're here in Charlotte and the surrounding area. That's 94.7 FM 1660 on your AM radio dial. I was driving home from the beach. My mom also lives at the beach, Merle's Inlet. Uh, I was coming home last Sunday and I was able to listen to Kevin Harwin's play-by-play uh, call of the Giants-Vikings game
1: love, uh, love on Harlan. AM
0: radio. Kevin Harlan, what a legend. He is, he is one of the GOATs, especially To the, especially in the eyes of young broadcasters. Iconic voice. Iconic voice. He's funny. Like, Mm -hmm. he's known for, I mean, he's known for his great calls, uh, especially in the NBA, on Mm -hmm. NBA on a TNT, but he's also known for his great calls when there's a streaker on the field. Uh, They never show him on the camera, but he always gives the play by play of what he's doing. There's an iconic one from Monday Night Football a few years ago in Levi Stadium uh, during a San Francisco 49ers game that uh, still I think about uh, every night before I go to sleep. It is just (laughs) an absolute legend. Uh, Speaking of Giants-Vikings, let's go into it. Uh, Talking about the wild card round because, you know, uh, wild card weekend was just insane. Uh, Haven't been on in a while, so we just need to catch up. Uh, ben, you're a Giants fan. I am. Uh, first playoff win in a couple years. A couple, uh, just a couple. Um, <laughs> what What were your thoughts? It's real quick. I always ask you a question, then I have one more thought. I'm sorry, but uh, okay. me, me, me. <laughs> nah, uh, I will say that is really cool seeing the Giants team play they the way they are when Saquon is staying healthy mm-hmm. with a first year. Coach, which I think is huge mm. for Daniel Jones behind center.
1: Definitely, I I want to. Mm, there's so many things I want to touch on. Brian Dable, gotta yes. be coach of the year.
0: Yes, gotta be agreed. coach of the year. 100 percent agreed.
1: Uh, the Giants have been through so many one-year coaches. You know, just testing out guys. Nothing's working, and for Dable to come in, granted, very, very fortunate. Like guys like Saquon have been healthy, and and f- you know the Giants had no one on the injury report going into the game against the Vikings. Fully healthy team. But the fact that Dable was able to make this team a winning team, we go in, and I said it. I said the best matchup for the Giants is the Vikings. You did say that on the
0: show a few weeks ago.
1: I said a few weeks ago, you're out of your mind if you think the Vikings are legit contenders. And I'm not knocking my Giants, but I knew. I was like, if we want a legit chance, ooh, give us the Vikings. And we proved ourselves. Dable just outcoached them. Our team outplayed. We outplayed the Vikings the entire game. The Giants, mm, just tremendous job. Um sorry Kirk Cousins, you know, you can't win them all. I know it was a Sunday afternoon game. Um but it's okay. It's okay.
0: I mean Daniel Jones, 300 yards, two touchdowns, nearly 70% completion percentage. Saquon opened the game with a huge run. Mm-hmm. Uh he he had a total of 53 yards, two touchdowns. Always great seeing uh Saquon uh do very well. I mean Saquon's one of those running backs to where like it's it's hard to like not like him. Right. I mean, he came in. You no, know, he did great at Penn State. A legend at Penn State. Had a great rookie season. He's just been battling some injuries. Hard to yeah. stay on the field. Very Christian McCaffrey. Yes, like both of them are just great mm-hmm. running backs when they're when they're healthy. Everybody knows they are at the top of the or uh, some of the top players at their position when they stay healthy throughout the season. So it's nice seeing them all come together. And adding on to what you said a few uh, weeks ago on the Uptown Sports Crowd right here on Fox Sports Radio, Charlotte Sundays from nine to ten a.m. You said. Along with the Vikings were the best matchup for your New York Giants. You said that they are probably the least, not the least talented, but I'm going to use this word frauds mm-hmm. getting in. Because, I mean, their regular season record is insane. They yeah. they were 11-0. and 0. Going into that game in one possession games, mm-hmm. and, and uh, when it was one possession in the fourth quarter, they were eleven and zero for the two thousand twenty two two thousand twenty three regular season. But all it takes is one game. All it takes is one game, and unfortunately for the Vikings, it came in the playoffs to where that was obvious, or that was eventually their mm-hmm. season, and. Uh, and I told you that. I mean, that, that's what makes a playoff team when you brought that up, saying that, like, they, you think they're going to get knocked out wild card around. It was me. Well, a playoff team is a team that, you know, wins games when it's close at the end. And they had a chance to. Kirk Cousins had the ball. Why? On, like, I believe it was fourth and seven. He throws the ball. He throws a three-yard check down. Three-yard check down. It was an option Ops. route by for, for T.J. Hawkinson. Why would T.J. Hawkinson... Do that. Can we talk about that? Like just game IQ. And again,
1: this this is like partially coaching and then partially
0: He wanted to keep that completion percentage like, high.
1: What is up with plays where you must get to the yard to gain? Right. You must get there, and you're running. Why are you even calling routes
0: that run that don't run to the first See, down on the broadcast? They said that was an option route for Hawkinson, so mm-hmm. it like it could have been like a fly or like a post route, but no. it turned out to be a three yard out. But it was I'm a three like, yard a out. Hawkinson, like Hawkinson, you are a good tight end. I You are up there. Like you are. A, you you oh. have been in the league long enough to know playoffs fourth and seven. This is the season. You need to get a first down. What it's man to man. Why would you—do you think you're going to break a tackle?
1: And that's what I'm saying. The only reason you do that is it's like, oh, I know I'm going to have so much separation. I'm
0: going to break this yeah. tackle. But no, it was, it was no. wrapped a, up as immediately. A t- as a tight end, you don't have that thought. No. No, no. no, not, no. not at that point in the game. No. no. There was no—as a tight end, you are all reliable. You just got to catch the ball. <laughs> And, and then you can go down. You don't need yards after catch. You oh. do need yards after catch when it's fourth and seven, and you run a three-yard out route. Oh, that, that, what, that what, made me laugh. I, I, was I heard like, it okay. on the radio. Like, I heard it on the radio. And then I— I don't know. I, I pulled up a Red Zone. I, I just got on YouTube TV app on my phone because I wanted to go back. I was at a stoplight. I was at a gas station, mm-hmm. but, I, but I, pull, I pulled it up and I went back because I heard the call and I was like, I need to see this. There's no way they didn't mm-hmm. go to the the yard to gain, or the, and they didn't get to the sticks. Mm-hmm. And then I watched it and I was like, that looked like it was his first read. Yeah, like he just didn't no. Take his it eyes was a ame- It was oh, it was his first decision. It was like, hey, yeah. Hawk. You're the slowest guy I have out here with all my love. You, know, you know Justin Jefferson having one of the best seasons in wide receiver history? I'm going to give it to you. And you know what? I want to make it even better. I want to make sure you're four yards away <laughs> from where we need to be so that way you can be the hero and fight for the first. Oh, you got tackled immediately. Okay, that, that's 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 troublesome. That was just so Kirk cousins It was. And I'm just like, Kirk Cousins, like, there are so many times in your career you have people that are just like, that you have. is like, dude, you, you could be a good quarterback. Like, you are. Yeah. Middle of the pack always, but it's like this could be the year to where you're like, you I am a prove winner. Prove them wrong. Oh, if I was Justin Jefferson, I would be furious. <sighs> Justin Jefferson by far is the best. I, he, I think he is the best receiver in yeah. in the NFL. Dalvin Cook is a good running back, Like Dalvin Cook fumbles. Like he has had some bad Dalvin, games.
1: Dalvin Cook had a good game though. He had you know. a good
0: game, but like throughout the whole year, like Justin Jefferson,
1: he's been the rock solid has been guy. The rock
0: solid. And like it's just wild to me that like Hawkinson was the first read there in that yeah, And Hawkinson
1: was. Having a great game. He had like 10 yeah. catches Remember over 100 that fourth yards. fourth and 18 where yeah. Jefferson
0: went up and made that insane catch against the Bills? Like,
1: mm-hmm. no, I, I don't understand why, was... what possessed Kirk Cousins to make that decision. It's funny in that, that, that I'm not even a
0: Vikings fan. i like, yeah, like same like, thing with the Chargers. As a football yeah, fan. As a
1: football fan. Uh, yeah. Why as someone that's just like,
0: <laughs> why are you doing this to us? So I couldn't even imagine being in Minnesota. Minnesota fans are down. Mm-hmm. Like, Vikings fans. Are down their last Super Bowl appearance like 1973?
1: Oh, I'd be yelling. I they yelling. have Why they have
0: three nearly 30 playoff appearances. They have over 20 playoff appearances since uh, in franchise history. Only made it to the Super Bowl once. Like, mm, mm. and
1: and, and, and if we're being real the Viking the miracle the Vikings miracle. You know the.
0: Minneapolis, Minneapolis miracle. Minneapolis, miracle. We're a big fan of alliteration on the
1: show. <laughs> that play shouldn't have even resulted in a touchdown. Like that yeah. in of itself was not a great play call slash route.
0: No, that was just the Saints. It was just
1: lucky, so lucky. And it's like you saw the same thing here. It's like what it's are you so doing? funny.
0: I, I, like I mean, Saints just, ugh. but it's so funny that whole pass interference thing with the Rams and Saints, and then the yeah. next year they wanted to avoid that happening to them, and then they just <laughs> tackle each other. But give give credit to
1: the Giants. I mean, Daniel Jones. Dable and and the Giants have utilized Daniel Jones and that offense so well. Yeah. They know how to make him look good and how to make him succeed. I mean, he he led the team in rushing Re- in that game.
0: Real quick, under thirty seconds. Daniel Jones, you resign him? Contract here.
1: a contract here. At this point, I would say yes because Dable knows how to use him. And who else? I mean, quarterback market. I mean,
0: yeah, who else is out there?
1: Who else is out there? Really, it, it's like almost you know. I'd rather stay safe. It's, it's like, like, yeah, shit. It's like gonna, playing a game draft, of around can't, the world, yeah, you know. You can't like, draft. I missed one. I'm not. I'm not that's risking it, man. I'm saying, staying put. Like, look at the teams <laughs> that
0: are in a quarterback carousel right now. They mm-hmm. have a team around it, but they can't find. Yeah, a Yeah, and
1: that's a horrible game to play in the NFL. At, like, so I'd rather just keep Daniel Jones at this point. But yeah, I mean, he spread the wealth in that game too. I mean, four different guys had at least four catches in that game, and the Giants mm. aren't a team with man, a bunch yeah. of you know wide receivers and like a yeah. one wide receivers. So they just they yeah. know how to play their game.
0: Shout out Danny Dimes. Shout and out Danny Final does. wild card game, Cowboys versus Bucks. Bucks are finally out. Everybody knew they wouldn't have done everybody knew they weren't gonna do well. Um unless
1: the Cowboys absolutely choked. There was no they way to buy Dak Prescott had an yeah. amazing
0: game. Yep. Uh Maher missing four extra points was just hilarious. It uh, was. And talk about the yips. I was talking about it earlier with yeah. right?
1: <laughs> Trevor Lawrence. I mean, oh, after no, that
0: second one, I mean that's what a kicker is. Like, yeah, that's all you gotta do. That's all you need to do is kick field goals. But like, especially at that stage, it's it's like shooting free throws. I mean yeah. it's like it's like literally go in there. like if you miss two free throws earlier in the game and now the game comes down to you. It's, it's just like oh it's all eyes on you. I'm you scared. have something simple to do and like it's you're in your head now. And once you get in your head, mm-hmm. can't do and anything. And again,
1: you know, I talked about the, the Jags team picking up Lawrence. Shout out to the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Uh Meyer came over after missing I think his third or fourth kick. And they were like, "You're good, bro. You've bailed us out so many times. Like you're good."
0: Yeah, and, then, and, and you,
1: and that, and that's what you need to, because everyone, every professional athlete knows what the yips are uh-huh. and knows how much of a psychological thing it is. You need positive reinforcement. It is not going to help. If he goes no. over to the sideline, they're like, dude, can you just make one? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, then, well, then you have that video that has gone viral
0: with Dak Prescott just yeah. with, reading his lips saying, go and that, for blanking, And that's about too.
1: I mean, that's like with the Aaron Rodgers thing. I mean, it, it and it goes back. I'm going to get way off topic. But Russell Westbrook, all these guys that wound up their teammates with stress yeah. because, like, Aaron Rodgers, remember when he's yelling, like, snap the ball. Yeah. You know, and then you have other. It's like, that does not help. That does not help anyone on your team. Mm-hmm. So just – Chill. Chill. Like, I know it can be frustrating. Keep that frustration internally. And just relay positive
0: reinforcement. Yeah, because, like, they're already in their head. They're already Mm -hmm. in their head. You don't think they're beating themselves up? (laughs) <laughs> and, and one thing I don't want to see... He, he should have hung it up after he beat he the should Chiefs. Have. He should he have hung it up. Like go, But like watching him go out like this is not good. Do you want to be a team that signs him to a vet contract? Like maybe, maybe he still has something. I don't know. I'm really not interested in seeing it anymore. Everybody's time comes to an end with a job or with a sport. and Maybe this is Tom Brady's time. Don't go anywhere... We are going to finish the show with a crowd favorite called The Crowds View. This is the Uptown Sports Crowd. We'll be right back on Fox Sports Radio Charlotte. It's the Uptown Sports Crowd right here on Fox Sports Radio Charlotte, 94.7 FM, 1660 AM. Fox Sports Radio Charlotte and the Fox Sports Radio Charlotte mobile app. You can listen to us so many ways, and I know you want to. You really do. A uh, final segment of the show on this wonderful Sunday morning. The final segment is The Crowds View. Uh, we saw a video on Twitter that inspired us, and it's exactly what the video is and it's asking when you think when you when you hear the word mellow do you think of la ball or carmelo anthony
1: yep so uh drop it in the chat who do you think of i think it's a generational thing we talked about it a little bit definitely
0: generational thing. um
1: I, are we the old heads now because I think at we least are for the me, old heads
0: i automatically think carmelo anthony 100 percent. and uh, well uh i want Carme- carmelo anthony for myself 25 years old turned 23 Welcome to the adult mm-hmm. world. Um, but with Carmelo Anthony, it's just like prime Carmelo. Hoodie Mello. Hoodie Mello. Him with the Knicks. Him in Denver. Like that that blue Denver 15 jersey. I mean, mm. it had a chill cold on so everybody good. back in the day.
1: And I also I get it's a generational thing, but also it's not like Carmelo Anthony has been out of the league for oh, that long. Definitely. The men's was averaging 13 off the bench in 2021. <laughs> so it's like I get, you know, when we were growing up, like we knew who the old heads were yeah you know definitely and so I, I i get it's a generational thing but if you're a real hooper come on educate yourself you gotta know mellow is carmelo. It's carmelo and like it's LaMelo, carmelo. Lamelo
0: ball a young star in the lead uh, uh le- the league uh, i believe he is he can be an all-star i mean this year anybody on the hornets just is kind of eh. hornets on <laughs> the team are just eh. but like it's, it's. I think it's just people thirteen and younger. They can yeah. see Lamelo Ball. They've been seeing the balls in the news, Lavar Ball's videos for pretty much their whole life at this point. Um. So definitely the the younger kids are going to be thinking Lamelo Ball, but Carmelo Anthony, like early two thousands. The real I mean, even even d- during the New York days. Yeah. I mean, it was. I, so Mello has to be Carmelo so for us. When you
1: hear Mello, who do you think of? And then also drop your age.
0: Just you want to see drop something. Your age. Drop your
1: age. Yeah. I
0: I think that's the sole deciding factor is the generation that you grew mm-hmm. up in we grew up watching Carmelo these younger kids are growing up watching Mello, but it's always the first person with the nickname that you call it exactly and Carmelo was the first mellow mm. when I hear, when I
1: hear AI I'm not like artificial intelligence right
0: <laughs> I think of Alan Iverson stepping <laughs> over Tyron Wu but man that will do it for uh this week's edition of the uptown sports crowd before we go we have to pay our respects to anton walks and his family his friends and charlotte fc and the charlotte community anton walks a member of the charlotte fc well the football club here in the queen city tragically passed away on thursday in a boating accident born in 1997 25 years old our age Mm -hmm. really reminds you of how fragile life is.
1: Yeah, call someone up. Call someone up. If there's
0: one thing you take away from this show, please call a loved one up that you haven't talked to in quite some time and just spend a couple minutes chatting with them, catching up on life. We do appreciate you joining us for this Sunday morning of the Uptown Sports Crowd. We hope to see you next week. We are live on Fox Sports Radio Charlotte every single Sunday from 9 to 10. Thank you, and enjoy a great day of football.